Well, well, good morning, good afternoon. And good evening. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> We're back at it again. Chasing birdies, thanks a lot for listening. How you been, buddy? Been good. I can't tell you how excited I am. Three and a half weeks, and it is a special, special member guest. Hey, you know what? It's actually a, a really special member guest, because this year, we're not going to be cruising around on these uh, old standard golf carts anymore, are we? No, we're not. We're going to be riding around on mini motorcycles. Those things are the coolest. So cool. Let the hair down. Oh, you in that case. Yeah, let, uh, the, let hair the hair down, down and uh, let the wind take you. Yeah, we got a couple cool scooters coming in from Fat Scoots. Well, Fat Scoots on Instagram, but it's called Fat Scooters. Go check them out. We uh, got two two for the member guests. I'll probably never use mine after that. Maybe when, when we have a studio, we could use the uh, scooters as memorabilia, office furniture, whatever. Maybe a giveaway. Maybe a giveaway. That, that's not, maybe, a, bad that's that's not, not a bad, bad idea. idea. You can give yours away. Yeah. I, I want mine. Well, luckily I got adjustable handlebars, so somebody out there is going to be all right on that. But, okay. yeah. <laughs> you said it. I didn't. Uh, I mean, you know, the people like it. And and it's not that I didn't like you talking about my height on every episode. It's just that. It's getting old. You know, it's like, let's let's and, change it up a little bit. And, so, And I just had this conversation with Ryan the other day. If the podcast ended today, there's two things that people would take away from this. Ryan's really short, and I can't read. Yeah. So either way, we're losing. Yeah. So I, um, I'm actually really stoked about our... Our Shopify account, everything's coming along. Jonathan's been working on some of these T-shirts with with a couple other people and moving along nicely, man. Yeah, we got uh, T-shirts coming out soon. I would say, what, early June? This will be all ready. We'll have swag. We'll have some head covers. We'll have some yardage finder, clips, cups, coffee mugs, tank tops for the ladies, some hats. So I don't really like to drop other brands on here, but Melon, if you're listening, we want you, bud. We yeah. want your hats so that we can give our following the best lids out there. Your hats are really good. And uh, actually, I'm wearing, I'm wearing one. Me so too. Are you. Great, great. Speaking of good hats, you know, I think it's essential that, you know, especially for these guys, and in, in let's, let's shift the talk over to the, our next guest in the NHL. Getting off the ice, your hair's a little wet. You know, you get in the woods, you're a hunter, you're an outdoorsman. You know, that type of, of environment you're in, these hats are great for that. So where am I going with this? I'm going with this here, that uh, JT Miller, our guest today for the Vancouver Canucks, is not only just a humble individual when it comes to on ice, but off the ice, he is more laid back uh, than your collar shirt on a Sunday afternoon, bud. I mean, the the guy has many interests outside of hockey, right? Yeah. I mean, we're talking drag racing, hunting. Drag racing, hunting, fishing. Uh, he's got a little bit of everything. Philanthropy. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't call him that, though. No, not a philanthropist yet? No. Okay. All right. But, I mean, let the guy retire a little bit, huh? So we got JT Miller today, good buddy of, of the podcast, good friend of Jonathan's, and, um, you know, we're, we're kind of getting back onto the ice a little bit, if you will. Now yeah. it's playoff time almost. It's playoff time. So... Unfortunately, the the Canucks are not in the playoffs, but it's all right. And you know, you know he's that, ready to get he's ready to get in the woods, maybe. And he's ready to get on the golf course too. Ready to get in the golf course? That's a little bit of a not. They don't like that. Like, yeah. If you miss the playoffs, go get your golf club. Like that's the stupidest joke running. Uh, but hey, we'll be on the first tee with them though. 
Yeah, yeah, we know what happened to our buddy uh, Tango at one point. So uh, without any further delay, let's get this thing rolling into JT Miller. And here we go. As you all know by now, Chase and Birdies is proud to be partners with Holderness and Bourne. Check them out online at hbgolf.com. Holderness and Bourne makes fabulous pieces that help you look good on the course, even if your game is not up to par. Check out their new arrivals now for this golf season. Also, head on over to chasingbirdies.com to get some custom chasing birdie gear from Holderness and Bourne. We'll continue to drop these pieces through every season. That's chasingbirdies.com and Holderness and Bourne at hbgolf.com. All right, so we have this uh, special guest today, first rounder in the 2011 NHL draft. Out of Ohio, surprisingly, I thought it was a Pittsburgh boy, but I guess he is now, JT Miller. JT, how are you, my man? I'm well. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Dude, we are, we are glad to have you on the show today. Heard a lot of good things about you, man, yeah. from my boy here on the right. Yeah, he's, he's, he's too nice, though. You know, he does, He's really not that nice to me in person. Yeah, well, well, he's a great guy. He's got a great heart. One thing about Jonathan is he knows everybody. So it's like almost internally, I feel like I know people just because they know Jonathan. It's like, oh, your boys with Jonathan? Yeah. So your boys with me? Okay, cool. So that's kind of how it works in this little vicious, vicious circle we have. But uh, now I appreciate you coming on here. Yeah. So you're up in Vancouver right now, uh, playing for the Canucks. And um, how you liking life up there? It's crazy, man. This has been a, a hell of a year, obviously for everybody, but. You know, we, our schedule is super busy. You know, we love it in Vancouver. It's super nice here right now. It's not raining currently. It rains a lot here. So uh, when it's nice out, it's about as good as it gets. Um, but with our schedule this year, we're playing almost every other day. And then coming home, I got two kids under three, and it's, uh, it's crazy. It's, it's craziness. Uh, everything is flying by, that's for sure. But, but now we're enjoying it. We've had a lot of home time with the, with the updated, you know, NHL schedule with mm-hmm. divisions and all that stuff now. It's, I've actually had quite a bit of time at home, and I know that there's been a lot of negative, but uh, just from this last year. But you know, it's the positive side. I get to spend a lot of time with my little kids. So right, and that's awesome. this is the important age to to be around them. And it, and that's the crazy thing right now with you guys only playing Canadian teams. That's that has to be so different. Oh, it's weird. We played six other teams for you know. I think we play Edmonton and Calgary ten times, and then the other four Canadian teams we play them nine. So it's been a little insane. Wow. It's like playing golf every day with Barkowski and Tangrady, huh? <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I don't know if I could actually play golf with those two every day. I'd blow my head off. But, uh, <laughs> but, they, uh, but no, it, it's not. It's like it's not a playoff atmosphere when it comes to the fans, obviously. But it's like a playoff game every game because you know exactly what you're going to get from the other team. It's like mm-hmm. you've already known. You've seen them so many times. It's weird. It's not a lot of space out there right now. And then you add on to the blood boiling over – from game to game. I mean, when if you're playing the same team two nights in a row or even three nights in a row, you yeah. can get pretty chippy out there. So Yeah, yeah. I mean, no doubt. It's, 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 there's tons of that. But to be honest with you, everybody's kind of understanding that this isn't anybody's ideal world of hockey. They right. want to be living in right now. So it's kind of – it's nothing like a playoff battle when it comes to that, you know, seven games of – four to seven games of, like you just said, just a lot of shit talk and a lot of people, a lot of hatred – it's, it kind of gets like that, but everybody's on the same page if we're talking honestly. And it's like, oh, man, it's like there's nobody in the stands. It's, uh, it's a weird thing. That has to be so weird. I, I mean, we have mutual friends, and some of them are 
you know, they have fans there, 3,000, 4,000 fans. And you even talk to people that are going to the games and, and they love it because number one, you can hear everything that's going on in the ice right now, which it could be a good thing or a bad thing. I don't know, but it, it's, it's so weird to watch it on TV. Yeah. I mean, with, with no fans around. It's just weird. The weird part is the fake people they have sitting in the stands. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's a little creepy. Yeah, it's a little but weird. The, with the stands being empty, that does not help me at all because I am uh, loud and proud, if you will, with the F-bombs. So yeah, it's, uh, you're an emotional mm-hmm. player. It's like that on the golf course with you, too. Yeah, that's it. I get picked up a lot out there, and I... It's amazing when there's nobody in the building how much more you pick up. And it's like people all of a sudden think, oh, man, you're an angry guy. It's like, no, I'm always angry. Yeah. <laughs> right. Just whether, whether you can hear it or not. Well, well, the hot mic isn't doing anybody justice now with what happened no. uh, last week. But we will not dive into that. So you got drafted by the Rangers. Unbelievable city. Some good golf courses there. Then you went over to Tampa and then Vancouver. So three different cities, three great cities. Tell us a little bit about your time in, in New York. The, the golf there is out of this world, for one. Oh, no doubt. I feel like I was so spoiled there. I mean, from spoiled there in many ways. Obviously, this, you have the city surrounding you, the love they have, the love and hate they have for their players. You know, a lot of true blue guys that have been going to bit fans or going to games as fans since they were little kids there. You know, I love the passion that the New York uh, crowd has. And, um, you know, on a golf standpoint, man, we got to play some unbelievable tracks while we were out there. Like, uh, you know, I, you know, we did a Hamptons trip, you know, I got mm-hmm. to go out and, you know, I'm fortunate to be good friends with a couple people over at Wingfoot. So, it's, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like we were spoiled out there. So you know, I, I miss it. That's for sure. Well, so then you go from New York, you get, you get, did, were you traded to Tampa or did you just sign there? No, I was traded to Tampa, uh, right on deadline. Yeah. So, so you had a great little run there, which that team was awesome. Wait, right on deadline. Were you a little surprised JT? Yeah, I was on the airplane going to, ironically enough now, I was on the plane going to Vancouver from New York, and we flew at 1 o'clock, and the trade deadline was like 3 to 3.30, and I got the news on the plane, so I had to fly six hours, four, five and a half hours from New York to Vancouver, basically land and turn around and head right back to Tampa. So, I mean, I was... What a pain in the ass. I was a little surprised. No, it was a pain in the ass, but at the same time... We had rookie party that night in Vancouver, so I actually stayed and went out. Like, went out with the guys before I flew home. So, so yeah, I mean, you got, you got your you got your fun in, but it's still, you mean to tell me they didn't know that they were going to trade you? Hey, let's let JT board the flight. I was told that morning that I was like, you know, nothing's really coming through. Uh, you're not going to be traded, and I was traded right, literally at three o'clock. Mm. So. That's yeah. Which which okay, so you go to Tampa, which I mean, yeah, doesn't you, get much better than that. You got Stamkos and. Who else on that Hedman, team? They say, hey, Hedman's a stick, they say. He can play golf. Hedman pounds it. Yeah. He's a uh, – got a big swing. He's um, he's a good player, but, I mean, there's some – there was a handful of good players down there like that. But I'd say Dammer's a pretty good player. I think Alex Kalorn is pretty close to a one or something, maybe even scratch right now. Now, I'm one to stir the pot a little bit, so I'm going to th- go out there and, and tell you. Vince tells everyone that the Canes have the best team – for the golf course, he their top eight players will take on any other eight players in the league. Yeah, he said uh, that on the pod. He said that on the interview. So really, I, I, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. yeah, I don't think Vince. I don't think Vince is even in the top eight. Ooh. Ouch. Mm-hmm. He well, he mm-hmm. what he listed himself number three. Number three. Yeah, I think Brady. I think I know Brady was a good player. 
I played with Brady. They say he is a stud. He's got a really nice swing, but if I played with him, I could rattle his world. So I'm not worried about him. Well, it's yeah. That, shit I mean, talking. and that, that's that's the thing. The shit talking. You guys are the best at that, man. Just being around the folks that I've been with in that NHL world, man. You guys talk shit like no other. <laughs> there is oh, no. You gotta be, you gotta be, you gotta be gutless. That's yeah. the only way. You gotta cut. You gotta cut deep. I mean, there is no other sport or athlete that I've. You guys are like the king of shit talking, and I love it. I love it. It's it's no, kind of awesome. it carries over to the golf course, man. And especially if one of your buddies, you know, I won't say any names, is is about to make a putt to win a member guest, and they they miss the hole. You know, it's a good time to shit talk. Mm-hmm. Oh, no question. I mean, you'd be doing that before the putt anyway. That was me, by the way. Um, oh, did you? I yeah, didn't know that. Yeah, two years in a row, I cost cost us. Um, Pete Dye, I remember, guessed. Little six-footer, straight up the hill, right edge. I played it um, outside right, missed it, lost by half a point. The next year, I had a 25-footer down the hill, <laughs> just had a two-putt, and I three-whacked it. But the third year, we won. So, JT, it it's doesn't hard. matter. Pep, it's hard, Pep, it's hard raking six-footers all year, and then you got to finally make them. Right, right, right. Well, exactly. Yeah, when you play with those guys that give them away all the time, it, it, when it matters, it hurts. Mm-hmm. Um, I joined Swickley Swick Heights, Pep. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, so I heard that from Vince that you joined Swickley Heights. You both are going to be there. I love that place. Mm-hmm. Oh, I do, too. I played it one time. I, I kept my membership at Montour. You know, I love the guys there. I have no reason to. I wasn't leaving. Um, I just wanted to. I moved. Um, so I'm up in, I'm off 79 in kind of Morindale area. So I mean, mm-hmm. somewhere closer to home, just a little, you know, I'm, I'm right by Vince's new place too. So yeah, so I just, uh, I played it one time and I was like, I mean, this is a fantastic golf course. And I hear nothing but good things, good people there. And, you know, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Well, we just had, um, Merrill Hodge on who played for the Steelers for a long time and he's a member there too. And he said the same thing. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah. So he's out there and, um. The, the track's unbelievable. It's Montour's, a, it's great for your family. Montour has all the amenities for your family. It's perfect. But yep. uh, Swickley's a little, little different. One, it's man. a little more golf. Now, yep. back real quick, back to Tampa. I, I had the chance. Have you played Old Memorial? No. I oh. hear nothing but things. We, the schedule never really aligned. But, yeah. Um, no, I didn't get a chance to go out to play. I went down and played, um, was it Isleworth, the Tigers yep. course? Oh, yeah. Got well. to play Isleworth. We played the... Uh, Doral, mm-hmm. the Blue Monster, a couple other ones. I didn't get to play. I never. We were gonna go play. Well, they played the Valspar, Innisbrook, oh, yeah. I think. Yeah, Innisbrook. Mm-hmm. Innisbrook, or not the Valspar. The maybe it is. I'm not sure. I think it is the Valspar. Yeah, Valspar is at Innisbrook. Is that yeah, that, mm-hmm. that that course apparently is like one of the hardest courses in all of Florida. Yeah, I think it, it, it's definitely at uh, Innisbrook Golf. Uh, what's the golf like up in Vancouver? I'll tell you what, the courses are beautiful because of the scenery, but um, there's not a whole lot compared to the other places that I've been. One of the best courses in all of British Columbia is actually at one minute from my house, but I haven't been on it. It's very prestigious. Well, it's, you uh, can't get on there? I, I guess I have an in through a couple people. I hope they're listening to get me on there, but it's called Capilano. And I think if you look it up, you can see how uh, it's, it's a pretty legit place. Yeah, that's. I would say with the topography up there, the golf in that part of the country or the world is second. We actually golfed the course. Uh, I can't remember the name of the life me right now. That Happy Gilmore was shot at. Oh, we, it was uh, a lot of like eighty percent of the movie or ninety percent of the movie. I guess what I was told of it was, was yeah. filmed. 
at this one course out here and we actually were playing it like uh, when the NHL went to a pause last like basically a year ago we were going out there to play you know once a week and it, the, the views were unbelievable yeah pine trees and mountains yeah yeah it's a different world over here Florida golf though I mean so obviously you come back to Pittsburgh in the off season, but getting back briefly to your little stint there, I mean it, it's there's a lot of good golf in Florida. We all flock there at certain points in time just because of the weather, but it's a different type with the Bermuda and whatnot. And for a guy like you, JT, you're carrying right now a, a pretty low handicap. Are we at a point one index? Yeah, I you know I so you just don't so you just don't enter scores. Is that what's happening? <laughs> Or what? Or is That's it legitimately? It. You know, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But so you no, you, you got I, a pretty um, good game. Well, it was like it always was like a one, and uh, well, thank you. And but then when they changed that the new gen or whatever, oh, it, sucks. It, it went straight. I went from like a point eight or something. It didn't touch my clubs. I think a year ago they changed it to what? It was like the best five, not the average anymore, or something. Yeah. So I think it's the best five. So when they did that, I went. I looked at my gin. I hadn't swung a club, and I went from a point eight to a plus point four without swinging a club. Mm, that's brutal. So it, so it's. I mean, it's doing it for everybody, right? So everybody's a little lower than what they seem. But mm. yeah, I play a lot of golf at Montour in the summer, and I think I'm. I mean, I pretty much shoot scratch there, but I, I trust some pretty decent rounds of some good courses. But I, uh, I don't get the practice like I used to, and. Well, yeah, my kids are getting through the baby stage, so hopefully I can get back out there and practice a little more. Of you and I had this conversation. I I hate to practice. I cannot sit there and hit balls. You love to practice. Oh. Yeah, I like I like hitting balls. I can't do it. It's so good. What got you into golf? Um, I, I guess my dad did. He wasn't like a big golfer or anything. He was an athletic guy. He played pretty much everything sport wise, but um, he would take me to the course, and I fell in love with it. It's so much different than the team sports that I grew up playing and. I like the challenge of you being out there by yourself and, mm-hmm. you know, it's, no one can help you but you. Right. And uh, it's just way different. Everything I've played growing up, you know, base, baseball, football, hockey, everything's a team-oriented thing. You got somebody to bail your ass out at all times. And it's just completely different, and I love it. And you can drink beer on the course. So yeah. basically those two things. Which, real quick, we're going to touch on a mutual friend of, uh, of ours, and I'm sure you can guess who it is, said that you guys drank the most beer in 27 holes ever at Chartiers in an event. Correct. Are we allowed to talk about this guy or no? Yeah, for oh, sure. Absolutely. absolutely. Matt Barkowski for everyone out there. Great guy. Friend of everyone here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, me and him were told that that was the most beer in a cart they'd ever seen. That's unbelievable. You know, Matt had the chance to play with my dad at the Big Smoke. And I told my dad, I said, you're going to love this guy. I mean, he's got no, he's got a missing front tooth. Wears a Trump hat. He's like the all-American golfer with Miller Lite. <laughs> He is absolutely insane. And he's a teddy bear, though, man. At the end of the day. He's the best. He's, he's a gem. Yeah, he's a good dude. He's got a lot, of, uh, a lot of good buddies around the league, and we have a lot of mutual friends that we play with because he was in Vancouver. So I'm actually really good friends with some of his really good friends out here. That makes the banter really fun when we know both know we're talking about the same guy. So. <laughs> well, and, and he said, because he, I, I actually texted him today, I said, give me some inside info right now on JT and, and he said, well, he's the longest driver of the ball west of the Mississippi. Mm, west of the Mississippi. <laughs> Not east, west of the Mississippi. That's a good one. You outkicked your coverage with your wife. <laughs> and she can she can outdrink you. Oh, he knows. That's good. <laughs> mm-hmm. That is perfect. I'm not gonna lie, he's not wrong. Well hey if if you can't admit you outkicked your coverage in life, 
there's something wrong with you. I, right. I mean, we all did. Yeah. Well, wow. but oh, 100%. Yeah, well, 100%. Now, another thing I'm going to touch on I know this is a golf podcast and we're talking about chasing birdies, but you're into drag racing. Well, I, I haven't done it in a long time, but I grew up doing that. Uh, so I'm from Ohio originally. Mm-hmm. I went to high school there my whole life until I moved away for juniors. And my, I'm sorry, I went to, did all my years of schooling until my junior high school when I moved away. Uh, when my parents split up, uh, my mom moved to Pitt within like, I think, sixth or seventh grade. And I played hockey there starting in like sixth grade. So hockey was always Pittsburgh and Ohio. I was just over, just south of Youngstown mm-hmm. uh, is where I was born and raised. So I've been living in Pittsburgh my whole life, pretty much. And my the only people still living in Ohio would be my grandparents. So that's why there's a little confusion there. I basically grew up there, but not, I've been in Pittsburgh. That's where the hockey was. So I've been there a long time. Anyway, so my grandfather was a mechanic and drag racer for 50 years. So when I was a kid, he got me into junior drag racing. You could do it as an eight-year-old. Mm-hmm. They put these little lawnmower engines on these little dragsters, like the full-scale, like but they're half the length. And when you're eight years old, you can go out and drag race. And there's kids at 12 years old going like 85 mile an hour and an eight mile. It's, it's insane. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it was the most fun thing, man. My, whenever I got grounded, that was the first thing they took away was that because they knew by far, that. Oh, it was the best. And then when I turned 16, my grandpa has a 68 Camaro that runs about 150 mile an hour in the quarter mile. Does wheel stand the whole thing. So, and I, I, I would drove that for, handful of years but it's been a little busier the last couple of years so i haven't done it as much but it, it's a riot man i love it for anybody that's never gone out to the track i fully recommend going i took my son to one out by the airport the the dirt track um the dirt buggies and it is so loud and they are the sprint racing? yeah they are ripping it oh yeah those, those guys are i mean it's a lot of horsepower it's loud you should I tell you what we got to go to the track this summer once and just show you because the amount of horsepower that these cars make in such a short like a quarter of a mile 1300 feet so that's not very far well, <laughs> you know well, what i mean yeah and it, actually we should maybe we record that just make sure you have a couple phone books for the old boy over here to sit on so you can see over the steering wheel hey bud here we go <laughs> oh, again. no doubt no <laughs> doubt yep i'll be all right though you know what we'll cut a hole in the floor we'll cut a hole in the floorboard for you <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah i'll just stand up i'll be level like with Fred you Flintstone. Six one though jt huh 218 pounds Big boy. Yeah. Yeah, about 215. Pretty so, standard. Just depends on uh, the amount of Guinnesses the night before. But, yeah. yeah. Guinness, man. Vince was another Guinness guy. You, yeah. It's his favorite, favorite beer. So, you're on the ice, man. I would say that uh, when you start talking smack, you know, you, you, you're not scared to throw down. Uh, I don't like doing it. I understand that. I probably do that once a year. But I don't really... I tell you what, I don't really talk a lot of shit anymore because I find that it comes to bite you in the ass more than not. Karma. So, I mean, I'm not afraid of a good chirp, but if someone else starts it, I, I normally get in there. But I find that if you chirp, especially good players, they're just going to jam it down your throat and you're going to end up getting laughed at at the end of the day. So You're smart. That, that's a very wise move on your end. Maturity. It, yeah, I, I got made look like an ass too many times. So eventually you're going to learn. Well, another accolade that I see that you – potentially have here is within the 2022 olympics yeah what's going on are they gonna is the nhlpa allowing this are they not you still in talks guys i follow nothing yeah like regarding this stuff i have not a clue what their Mm -hmm. plan is when like i don't even know where it is i I, uh i don't follow any of that stuff yeah 
I just been told what to do. I mean, even though you don't follow this stuff, to to be named, you know, to the, you, you're a contender to be on the Team USA, USA. Olympic team, yeah. that has to be cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I like I said, I don't follow that, but you know, I've been told that before, and you know, recently, and that would be, you know, one of the highest honors, in my opinion, to yeah. represent your country on an Olympic level. So I'm definitely not expecting it at all, but. You know, I'm, and I'm not really thinking about it, to right. be honest, but, yeah. I, but it all comes down to me playing well and trying to win for my team now. And I think everything will fall into place if that was a, uh, was a reality. So yep. it's agree. like making a Ryder Cup team. I mean, none of us have ever been named into the Ryder Cup team, but. Yeah. No, I mean, but no, it's same. I would say that's the ultimate, that's the ultimate dream right there. No. Oh, t- I will tell you what I've, uh, have you been to a Ryder Cup? Uh, President's Cup. Okay. They're out at Liberty. When they were at Liberty, we went for a couple of days. I went to the Ryder Cup in, uh, I think it was 2008 at Valhalla. And, man. Kentucky? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely gives you chills. My wife, at the, oh, she man. was my girlfriend at the time. My wife now, she's not even into golf, and she said, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. I mean, it's literally four holes. You got probably 200,000 people in four holes just watching four groups. And they yeah. are screaming. Oh man, I, I I couldn't imagine. Like the Presidents Cup was cool, but that year they blew them out so badly. It kind of wasn't the same. Yeah, energy. The, the Ryder Cup is special. So we've gone through the hockey, we've gone through the the drag racing, and now I know I know personally that this is probably your your biggest um, what you like to have fun with is hunting. Passion. Yeah. So passion oh, hunter. No there's a lot of big bucks yeah. out there in Ohio. Yeah, there are. I've been hunting there since I was a kid. My family's been hunting there for generations. And, um, you know why I think I like it more than golf at the moment is because I never get to do it. Uh-huh. Uh, this last year, it was the first time that I've been able to hunt basically in the rut in like the prime time season for hunting in the fall since I was a little kid, since I moved away. I think it was like, it might've been like, 12 years or something like that so yeah, I mean, hockey it, gets in the way hockey yeah. gets in the way and I, you know what i hunted a little bit in in new york there was good hunting out there um i knew some guys that took me out and there's amazing hunting in vancouver but it's different like you gotta spend a day or two you gotta travel you gotta hike in the mountains it, it's a different animal out here yeah um but yeah i love it bow hunt, uh, just bow hunting you know i don't do a lot of gun hunting but this last year i, I probably spent close to 100 hours in a tree stand this fall That's so it awesome. was um oh man it was it was so good to be back and and sitting in i have some land up over in ohio um besides some farms that we've been allowed to hunt for years but i actually have my own 30 acres that we hunt and tree awesome. stands everywhere we have cameras up you know we have our own little camera for the tree to record sh- kill shots and stuff it's it's definitely probably my ultimate passion when i'm done playing that's going to be you know probably my like i said my passion for years to come Get a little yeah. hunting show going. Uh, we've already talked about it, me and my buddies. You know, that's, that's, that would be nothing fancy, but definitely a little hobby and something that we could get into. But, yeah. you know, I love sitting I love sitting in the woods. I could go out in the boat, and you know, I can't sit around for four hours in a boat and not catch anything. But, you know, if I sit in the woods for four hours and don't see anything, I seem to be okay with it. So I enjoy the, the, tra- the tranquility. A hundred percent. I was just going to say there's a lot of parallels with, with, with archery hunting and – golf so to speak because again accountability i mean you got to be able to shoot that arrow i i've archery hunted i like to archery hunt yeah. i like sitting in a tree stand 
and not having anybody talking to me. And I'm, I'm, not, I'm not really an introvert, but I like to be introverted at times. And hunting uh, in that regard is very grounding. And again, like you just said, tranquil. But you have to be precise. You know, you have to know the yardage in terms of how far, what, you know, fiber optic are you using uh, in terms of the distance that the deer is. And, you know, it, it has a lot of parallels to golf. And then the hang. I mean, I'm sure your buddies, you love sitting oh, around yeah. afterwards, you know, gutting a deer, maybe not, drinking beer. Oh, that's it, man. Our hunting camp's the best. Yeah, it's, that's awesome. That's awesome. And, and that's kind of like what we always talk about with, with the hang at the golf course because everyone, you know, there's another aspect of golf that I feel that gets completely overlooked. And it's, it's what happens after a round of golf is over. And typically, you know, like for Jonathan, if he's playing golf with me, Pete dies, he's got to roll home. He's got an hour and a half drive. He's got two kids. But when you go on a golf trip, the hang is so much, it's amplified because you don't have anywhere to go. You don't have anything to do. Mm-hmm. So you sit around, you, you talk about your round of the day, you know, kind of, hey, on 15, you know, I, I three-putted, you know, you sometimes yeah. four-putt. But, um, <laughs> but that, the hang aspect of it, man, with golf, it's, it's, a good, it's a good time for the boys to just camaraderie. and Yeah. That's why we love a little bit, drink. What it's all about. Smoke yeah. cigars if you're me. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Because at the end of the day, man, we don't know when our time's up. You don't. No. And I, and I think, you know, same thing with hockey, same thing with golf, archery. Again, it goes all back to chasing birdies. We're, you're chasing a birdie in, in, in archery. You want the next big buck. Mm-hmm. You want 40 goals. You're chasing the next big thing in life. So now – you went to good old West Virginia last summer with, with your lovely wife and uh, some friends, and you got to play the Greenbrier Sporting Club. Tell us about it. What did you think? Oh, it was fantastic. I know a guy there that hooked me up, believe it or not. And, uh, you know, we had a blast. It was uh, thank you again, by the way. We had an awesome time. I don't know what we – you know, they, they loved that. The dinner on the hill. What was the Oh, yeah, the summit. The summit. The summit, man. Yeah. That place is – Awesome, I mean, that's man. something we talk about all the time. I'm glad you enjoyed but, it. Uh, yeah, and it was awesome. But like the sporting club, man, that was a that's a special place. You know, just sitting down in the valley there, and you feel like you got dropped on another planet a little bit. Mm-hmm. But the course was so pristine and just in perfect shape. We had a blast. We were we were so hungover for that round, and it was a uh, it was sobering to say the least when you got out there and taking in the views. And, and obviously, we played it from the tips, so we had a we had a hell of a day. Well. The views there. I mean, that tee shot in 16, mm-hmm. that part five with the water down the right-hand side is incredible. It is. It's That's the whole place. The, big, uh, the huge drop off the tee. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just the yeah, whole place awesome. is so good. I mean, everything so at the Greenbrier is good. Yeah, uh, the, yeah, what you were just talking about, that restaurant up there, the Summit, I mean, it's the views, the way they got the fire going. You especially, and, you know, you're a little rustic type guy, I can see. The wood burning. I love it. Yeah, what, yeah. what can you not love about it? No, exactly. If you if you're in a bad mood, you know, at that place you got you got some problems. No, it is. It's it's a it's an incredible place. And and actually the old white, you know, I, I get a lot of people that say, you know, the old white's overrated, whatnot. Man, I don't think it's overrated at all. I think the old white is is a very challenging, very well laid out golf course. It's it's not flashy, I guess would be a good way to put it, but it's it's every bit demanding as you know, any any other course that, that is flashy you know, like an Oakmont or mm-hmm. Firestone, for example. But, 
The old white's a great course. Did you play the old white, or did you just play the Sneed? Oh yeah. Okay. No, I played the old white. Yeah. Um, I probably played that six times now. I love yeah. it. I think, like you said, I think it's laid right in front of you. Yep. If you hit the ball well, you, you know, you score good. Yeah. <laughs> you don't. You know, it's it's punishing. I like playing. I like playing places from far back because I like it. You know, I like to test. I like to see it how you know the guys on close to the, how the guys on TV are looking at it when they're there. So. I think it's a perfect cast there. I love it. When you get back for the off season, you know, obviously I'll, I'll invite myself up to Swickley Heights, but you also have an open invite down here in Morgantown. We'll play Pikewood National and, and maybe mosey on down to Pete Dye. But I don't think you were with us last year at Pikewood. No, he turned it down. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> so you? <laughs> yeah, I did. I had a date night with my wife that I would have rather done than go there. Priorities. I get it. So you got an open invite, uh, JT, you know that. And I think you'll really, you'll love it because you're an outdoorsman. You are in the middle of the woods and yeah. playing plush golf. I mean, can't beat it. And we can get some cold no, ones going. I, I appreciate I appreciate that. And obviously it's no parallel, but you're more than welcome to come and play, play with us whenever. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. Well, we're going to transition to the uh, our favorite aspect of the show, which is called the tapping segment uh, which Jonathan will will convey a little bit about that here 44 concierge is the premier concierge company for professional athletes started by current NHL vet Nate Thompson 44 makes sure that all the moving parts in an athlete's life are organized and handled so you just worry about scoring the winning goal or draining that birdie putt 44 makes sure their athletes enjoy more and worry less check them out at 44 concierge.com and funny enough you are a 44 concierge athlete yes i am what we're going to do here is i'm going to say a few words you just tell us what comes to mind first pretty simple want it to be fun all right driver or putter driver Hmm. well he is the longest west of the mississippi so what driver are you hitting there jt uh uh no maverick the maverick oh callaway well you're the first one yeah that's me too i've been playing those uh those drivers or Callaway heads for a long time. That's the same thing. I can't get out of it. No. I mean, I have the Sin 2 coming, but whatever. Laurel Valley or Garden City Country Club? Oh, man. <laughs> I tell you what, I those were two of my best rounds ever at both of those places. So I, I, you know, you just when you play better at a place, you seem to like it a little bit more. Yeah. Um, man, talk about completely different, in my opinion. Jeez. Um, they were both special, you know. That's I know they're both special places. That's a really hard question. Well, <laughs> and the reason I said I, I said Garden City is because I remember uh, the first time I played golf with you. We were talking about New York, and you said my favorite golf course there is Garden City Country Club. He said it's a gem. Yeah, I never heard of it. it, it, it it's a, it's a, I would say it's kind of a hidden gem, but there's so much history there. I, I might, I, I probably say Laurel to be honest with you. I mean, I, I think that Garden City was kept a little better than Laurel when I was there, but Laurel is green and layout and distance kind of made it more special for me mm-hmm. yeah it's a good one laurel's tough to beat i mean just it the whole the, the whole day there all right your favorite major you're sitting at home which what's your favorite major to to watch on tv u.s open yeah yeah that's a, that's a we we were a little screwed because of covid on this last one but summertime u.s open the conditions that they put the courses in i'd yeah, agree I like with watching them struggle well, and then I you played Wingfoot, so you know Wingfoot, and then you realize how 
what Bryson DeChambeau did, how good that was. I mean, the oh guy, yeah, and I was talking to and I was talking to some of the members there in the tournament. I'm actually really good friends with, like I said, a couple of them, and I, I've been fortunate to play Wingfoot more than double a uh, dozen times. I've, I got to play a member guest out there actually one year. Oh, that's awesome! And um, oh man, what a treat that place is. I, I I don't. I'm not gonna lie to you, Pep. I think I have Wingfoot over over Garden City for me. Really? Mm. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, for sure. Like just as a from a club to just everything, right? Obviously, just everything, man. It's I, I know I know way more about that place than I do Garden City. So, but mm-hmm. not no dogging on Garden City, but Wingfoot's another beast. And what he did there, you know, it was kind of cool to see only one guy could go under par. You know what I mean? Like that was. Because a lot of the guys that were that I that I know out there were you know, around for the Mickelson in '06, mm-hmm. and the course that year they said was just insane, ridiculous. Yeah, I played there once. I was about did you 12. play the West? Did you play the West course? I, I I can't tell you which course I played. I was I was twelve. I was maybe eleven, and I had an awesome caddy. He was Jamaican, and I remember yep. he told me to hit this one club. You know, I think it was my five wood. It went it went about eighty eight yards, and he nailed the number. It was an, an awesome experience, but I can't uh, remember cool. which one it was. I was not that. I've never had the opportunity, so I don't. Yeah. All right, last one, JT. Scotch or bourbon? Scotch. Right. I'm not a uh, – I've given bourbon multiple tries. I'm not a fan. I really do enjoy a nice bottle of scotch, though. What's, what's the scotch that you like? I was going to ask that. I like uh, McAllen's. Uh, Balvini, Dalwini, um, those are my go-tos. Um, I've been drinking one lately called Monkey Shoulder. I don't know if it's like a BC thing, but it tastes pretty good. Yeah. What do you think the difference, like for you personally, why do you prefer scotch over bourbon? I don't know. It just hits me a little different. I, I feel like I have a really tough time swallowing bourbon hmm. and scotch. And I, maybe it's just because I, you know, when I was younger, I didn't like scotch at all, but everybody that I was hanging out with in the NHL was kind of drinking it. And they're like, you'll learn to like it. And I'm like, no, I don't know about that. So I kind of bared down and just kind of geared through it and hated it while I drank it and into, you know, how it forms into, you know, you like it. But I haven't bared down through the bourbon. So I don't know. I can't see me giving into it anytime soon. Well, I just had bourbon for the first time. It's I had that um, Sweeten's Cove, the one that Jim Nance, Peyton Manning all own. It's the first bourbon I've ever had. Uh, really? Yeah, yeah. It's it was it was good. As many cigars as you smoke. Yeah, I brush my teeth with cigars here, JT. So, uh, well, that's, um, I'm sure that's lovely every morning. Oh, if you smoke a good one, can't taste it. Yeah, yeah. So real quick, you know, uh, on Instagram for everybody that you can go to J T Miller nine follow uh, JT um, on his Instagram. His wife and him, Natalie, do a lot of nice charitable work. Is there a certain charity right now? Like I said, you, you do a couple different things, but is there one in particular that uh, you want to kind of bring attention to? Yeah, actually. So my wife had lost her mother this um, about a um, well, she was diagnosed about a year ago with um, stage four melanoma that had transitioned into uh, brain cancer that was not picked up and passed away in um in the fall so i uh we teamed up with this foundation called save your skin foundation it's research and all that stuff for to help people with skin cancer 
in Vancouver or in British Columbia. And um, so I actually got a, I got in a cameo um, and all the proceeds for that go to directly to their foundation. And as of yesterday, I just said $4,000 for a cameo. So please send one. Uh, I think they're 80 or 90 bucks right now for a cameo and it all goes for an awesome cause. So that would be fantastic if you could help. Yeah, that's, that's fantastic that you're doing that. And for everyone, just, you can download the cameo app, uh, type in JT Miller in the search and then ask him to send you a little message and all the proceeds go to, uh, the foundation. And, uh, again, this is something that's close to his heart and his wife's heart. Uh, they're, they're great people. So stuff. 80, 90 bucks for, for us, for a lot of us, we can spare it. Definitely. I might just pay 90 bucks for you to see you hit, rip a driver and drink a scotch, huh? So. Oh, let's do it. It's all for a good cause, man. Whatever you guys want me to send, it doesn't have to be anything crazy. The money's going to a great place, but I'll do whatever you guys want. It's pretty awesome. Fantastic, That's JT. That's awesome, JT. Hey, man, what a good dude you are, man. I, don't, I haven't had the pleasure of meeting you yet. I heard a lot of good stories, but you could tell, man, you are a good dude. I, I appreciate a good man. Well, I appreciate you telling me that. At the end of the day, that's the stuff that keeps you yep. keeps you civil and all that. So I appreciate it. I'm looking forward to golfing with you guys. Yeah, likewise. Yeah, hopefully, it's we'll, hopefully it's later than not, but yeah. you know, we'll see what happens. Exactly. We'll, we'll be here in June and July, so hopefully it's then we see you. Yep. Beauty. So all right. Guys. Hey, JT, thanks so much, Thank man. Thank you so much, JT. We'll talk to you soon. Anytime. Anytime. Thanks. That was an awesome interview with my man, huh? That was that was a good interview. JT enjoys many things in life and he does them all well. So it's it's fun to fun to chat chat with him and yeah. And hopefully he has a good summer pegging it up. And it's good, man. He's a family man. And yeah, he's he's a big family man. Um, and I think that's important. Yeah. Um, especially when you get to that level, you know, to be grounded in that regard, but don't forget uh, to go check out SaveYourSkin.ca. Um, it's a very special organization that's close to JT's family's heart. Please go over there. Any donation will help them out. And uh, make sure you check them out on Cameo. I'll send you, your kids, your family a little message uh, that's personalized for you guys. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, great cause. Head on over there, like he said, and check it out. And uh, it's good stuff. So... Thanks again for uh, listening. We got a couple good episodes coming up in the following weeks. Um, I don't think I'm at liberty to discuss them right no, now. Don't really say don't a know. word. Yeah, you know, but special thanks always to our partners over at Simpler Media for putting this together. And appreciate the listens, guys, and we'll check you all out soon. Stay tuned. <laughs>